are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. As I come to this great church this morning, when I introduce in just a moment to you what I'm speaking on immediately, something's gonna come to your mind personally, every person here, myself included. This is one of those messages where it's exactly what you need and it's exactly what I need because something's gonna come to your mind. My question is this, What in your life in 2019 do you need to fight for? There's something you have to fight for. There's something in my life and undoubtedly many, many somethings, I have to fight for that. Now part of this fight is a lifetime battle. I love what you prayed because let him that thinketh he standeth take heed. David, was a great man after God's own heart, but he failed tremendously. And so often we want to talk about someone else's failure. I have no desire to speak about David's failure. Jack, my dad would say, keep your own yard clean. I have so much to deal with me. And when someone tells me, well, you know that person there, well, that person there, well, you know what they did, well, you know what? It's always an indicator they're trying to cover something in their own life. When you can find fault with other people, it's examining, you all examine your own life, say, what am I covering? Not my brother, nor my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I need God. I need to be right with God. My prayers never. I pray that Cindy, my sweet wife, would get right with you and be right with you. I pray more about me, and by the way, she doesn't, she's great. I pray about me with my relationship with her. She is responsible for her relationship with God, and it's wonderful. Today, what are you supposed to fight for? Is it deal with finances in your life that are a mess, or your morals in the life, or your marriage, or your children? What, what is it you're supposed to fight for? We neglect the Bible or we live on Depression Avenue. Depression is not of God. He gives us joy. If you don't have joy, it's not this church's fault. It's not my fault. It's not fundamentalism's fault. It's not America's fault. It's your fault. You've got to figure out why are you so self-centered that you've lost your joy. David lost the joy of his salvation because of his sin. And so in Isaiah, Psalm 51, he said, God restore unto me the joy of thy salvation because against thee and thee only have I sinned. Stop blaming your mother, your father. They might be responsible for something. I understand that, but it is still your decision. It is my decision. And tonight, today, as I speak to you from this text, really we're only get to verse one. I'm speaking on this subject, it's time to fight for something. Wars in this day, chapter 11, verse one, 
were different than we fight them today. World War II went from 1939 to 1944 or 45, I can't remember right now, but it was a specific time, and they fought all the time. And 61 million people died. But wars in Old Testament time, it, 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 it almost makes me laugh because they always stopped at a certain season of the year. All right, all right, we've taken our sword, we killed the last one, now let's go home for Christmas break. Notice what the Bible says. And the Bible says that it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go about, uh, forth to battle. They would battle and then there would be a time when the time expired, okay, stop, stop. May I say we battle more like it is in the New Testament. Today is the season to fight for something. What are you supposed to fight for? Well, I, I, I'm not happy. Well, whatever it is. Because he says when the kings go forth to battle, the key word is battle. What are you supposed to battle? Uh, battle means war. Battle means fight. Fighting battle is not easy. What is it in your life you're supposed to fight for today? I think about your marriage. Ladies, when I tell you something about your husband, and I are one, so how to know what I'm talking about. Men are weak. Every area of your life, our lives were weak. And I know that some present themselves, well, I'm a conqueror, I'm a this, but men also are very weak. They can be discouraged easily. They can give up easily. They can think I'm no good easily. Sometimes they go the opposite. Ah, I can conquer this. It's just an indicator that they're still not admitting who they are. Men are potentially weak morally. They're weak with time control. They're weak in life. But may I ask you ladies to do this for your husband? We're talking about battle. Will you become a prayer warrior for your husband? Perhaps God's given you the privilege not to have to work a full-time job. Well, being a wife and a mother is a full-time job. And perhaps the kids go to school or perhaps your husband goes to work and perhaps you have the environment that they're gone in your home. And I don't believe it true at all that a lady just sits at home and does nothing. But one of the great things you do in the midst of the laundry and in the cleaning and the, and the ironing and the fixing and the making of meals and the provision of the family is there ought to be time in your life, and God bless you sweet ladies at work. I know it's so busy outside the home. There ought to be some time you have a prayer place where you can go and say, God, my husband is in an environment, it's the world. And right now, I don't know, there might be some floozy in his office or some floozy at his workstation or some floozy that wants to go get coffee or some harlot type of woman that's trying to destroy my husband. God, I pray that you'd protect. Would you fight for your husband? Sir, would you fight for your wife? I've never been a wife, never been a mother. I think a wife and a mother you talk about equal rights, are you kidding me? 
never treat my wife that way. Her task in life is far more important and superior, I feel, than mine is. She has such heavy responsibility. She takes the direction of the home and guides the home. She keeps the home. She loves her husband. She loves her. That's all Bible command. Proverbs 31, she has a heavy load on her plate. Have you ever thought about becoming a prayer warrior for your wife? I don't know, to get a lunch hour? You get an hour and say, okay, I'm going, sit in my car. I'm gonna pray for my wife. I'm gonna do battle for my wife. She might be facing discouragement. She might be facing anxiety. She might be facing depression. She might be overloaded in life and overwhelmed in life. And by the way, you start praying for her, you'll probably go home and say, let me do this tonight. I'll do the dishes and the cleanup. Uh, let me spend time with the kids and reading the word of God and praying and having fun and getting them ready for bed. And if you need to go do some grocery shopping, you go ahead and do that. Why is it we think so often in marriage, well, I have it harder than my wife. I have it harder than my husband. And we become a prayer warrior. Which, when, when was the last time you battled for your wife in prayer? We live in a society today that women are under attack. Womanhood is under attack. Femininity is under attack. Masculinity is under attack. Redefining the home is under attack. Can we pray for our mate? Can we intercede on God, on their behalf before God and pray that God would help and strengthen and sustain our mate? Wonder in this room today, this great auditorium, how many of you are called father or mother? How many of you have children in the home or out of the home? Let me see. A lot of hands, many. Do you know that there's a need to intercede and intervene for your son or your daughter? They might be in elementary school or junior high or high school or college or just get dating or getting married or first child or whatever it might be. Our kids are all grown, grown, and they're all gone, and they're all serving God. They're not in our home. I was talking to our son, Tim, who pastors in Arizona this past week, and I said, son, I think it's been 16 months since we've been there to see your kids, our grandkids. I hate it. We've got to get there. But I'll tell you one thing, though, I'm not always in their presence. And if I have the grandkids, their dad pastors in Southern California, we're not there. And I promise you this, there's a man in Santa Clara, California that intervenes and intercedes as my wife does every day. Oh God, there's a little Annalise and there's an Addison and there's a Logan and there's a Lake and those four little kids out of the 13 grandkids are not yet saved. As I prayed this morning, Lord, as they go to Sunday school, draw them closer draw them close to salvation. And then I named those grandkids and made them learn obedience and made them learn respect and they learned to love their mother and dad and love the Lord with all their heart. God, keep them from sin and keep them safe. Lord, Ashland 16, 
One of these days, she'll be off to college soon, and one of these days, she'll fall in love with a man, and one of these days, she'll walk down the aisle, and we'll have a granddaughter married, and one of these days, she's gonna have to get adjusted to a young man. Send her a godly man. God, send her a godly man. Would you intervene and intercede for your children? Please don't raise your hand. I wonder how many of you right now have a rebellious son or daughter. <laughs> a two-year-old. Been there and done that. I don't know if it's good to do, but Mark Twain said this. Put a child in a box and cut a hole in it. When they're 18, let them out. Maybe that's true. I'm not sure. You know, they have trials. They have friends that they should not be hanging around. And they have issues and they get to a certain age and junior high or high school and look in the mirror, particular girls, and say, I'm ugly. And they're not, they're beautiful little girls. And they begin to look at, I've got a big nose, I've got big ears, or I've got ugly hair, I've got thin hair, I've got the wrong color hair, something's wrong with my jaw. They get all worked up about appearance. I wish you young girls would do just what I did. I, I looked in the mirror again this morning and said, wow, you're a one good looking man. I lie to myself all the time. I, didn't even, I don't think I look in the mirror. I just sort of wash the hair and put number seven down, number eight down, and I'm done for the day. When was the last time you thought about interceding for your children? might know love and respect. I think of your finances. Do you notice that they're still a mess and they were a mess last year? And do you notice that you're getting late notices? And we think the answer is more money. But the answer is to have God's help in managing the money you have I know this is gonna sound very harsh. I don't mean it to be harsh. But if you make $2,000 a month, you probably cannot be buying a car. Well, I can't make it in life without a car. No, but you gotta pay your bills. You can't buy something you can't afford. And this is the year to set your house in order as Hezekiah was told, God said you're gonna die. Set your house in order. We have a file about your home going file. And I've taken the file myself and I update it every year to make sure it's all in place. I die tonight, my wife just has to pull the file out and she'll have the answers. She'll know pin numbers and she'll know credit card numbers and she'll know the doctor and she'll know the mortuary and she'll know all these things. I wanna say it's time to set your finances in order. Would you go to battle for your finances? I'm not much one on exercise. I just move and work all, all the time. We'll be working around here again tomorrow physically and I just move and I work. I'm, I wish I'd get more exercise-minded. I probably should. I've got a battle for that. Because God's word says in 1 Timothy 5, it profiteth bodily excellence, profit little, but it does profit. 
Is this the year you need to get your health in order? With Sam, Fanera, he's the great grandfather to our kids. He's 90, gonna be 91 years of age. He bowls about 200 a week. He's a great golfer. The guy's the guy great. His house is immaculate. So I passed away. I said, Sam, and we were together yesterday evening last night. I said, Sam, to his father. I said, how do you stay so healthy? He goes, I get up every morning. Gives me the time, old Marine. Get up every morning. And he said, I, I do my exercise. I said, how long do you do that? He goes, 15 minutes. I said, ugh. 91, almost 91 year old man, 15 minutes. And then he said, I do my stretches. I said, how long you been doing this? He said, my whole life. I said, man, you might be able to live a little while here if you keep this up. Then he said, I go on my walk. Every day, every day, walk, 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 round the blocks, I go here, get a breast, breast pace. And he's in a bowling league with seniors. And he, and he said, and he goes a couple times a week and, and, he, and he bowls over 200. I said last night, I said, hey, Sam, just bowled a 310 game. I can tell you don't know much about bowling, do you? You can only get up to 300. And he said, I've got all these, he's a 91-year-old man. He goes, in my bowling league, I got all these old ladies that bowl with me. Sam, you're old. And he said, somehow bowl me. And he tells me this lady over here, she bowls. She bowls over 200. I said, how old is she? 97. You've got to be kidding me. You know, if you're like me, I'm not much on exercise, but you're going to have to. If that's the thing you need in your life, you're going to have to do it. Fight for it. There's a battle. I'm thinking today, and I'm not trying to be rude, myself included. I think about diet and I'm not just talking about resolution. There's a time to go. It's time to war for your diet. We are a sick society. I don't know what it should be. Do you give up sugar? Do you give up caffeine? Do you give up carbonation? Do you give up red meat? I don't know. And if you're like me, you'll fail. I think I went all through Christmas, and I'm not a soda drinker, but, you know, during that time. And, and, but I said, I'm not going to drink any carbonated soda, and I made it. I said, I think I'll try a couple of days in January. And I made it till last Wednesday night, and I had a half of A&W root beer last Wednesday night. And last night I failed again. I had about a fourth of an A&W root beer. Oh, it's good. You know, you start something, you fail. I heard on the radio this past week, they were criticizing fasting. I don't know if women should do a lot of fasting. I've asked my wife, but I don't know if ladies should. And I think college students, I believe in fasting, but I believe a lot of college kids are working 40 hours a week and going to school. And so I, I, I want to make sure they have nourishment. But I believe in fasting. I always have. Because God says you get things by fasting. And I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for the people of God here at this church. And so I practice fasting. But I want you to know this. They said on the radio this week, I was driving from my house four blocks away to here. And as I was listening to the radio, they said, fasting, don't do it, don't. I thought, well, God says you can do it. Normally what the news tells, just do the opposite. And then they said this, the doctor says, anyway, 40% of all people that start a fast 
They kept they, they quit a fast, they don't make it. Uh, that means, Brother Luke, 60% do. I wonder how many start, is there Jenny Craig still around? I have no idea. Is that around? And those, eating those foods and meals, I ship them to your house, get you started. I don't know what all the, most people get off of a diet. Hey, it's time to fight for something. Look at the text, please. The time has expired, the time when the years went forth to battle. Uh, there's going to become a time that we're in that time. The time will come when they'll not endure sound doctrine. I'm fighting, and these men and our deacons and our church were fighting for old-time religion. I'm going to fight for it. I don't care what your little millennials say and your emergent church people say and your contemporary people. I still want to fight for, oh, worship the king. I love that. I'm still going to fight for at Calvary. I want to say, I want to, I'm going to still fight for old time religion. It's a battle. America is obsessed with preachers trying to be community leaders just to help the community. No, I want to preach to the community. Notice what he says. It came to pass, yes, the word battle is important, but look at this, the year was expired at the time. When do we do this? It's time to engage in the battle now. It's time to get in the battle and the fight now. Well, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. No, it's today. God says it's always active. Today is accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Get saved today. Follow the Lord and believers' baptism today. Get, amen. Get right with God today. Determine to read your Bible today. Pray. And these are good places to say amen. You know, we used to say that around here. Determine I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray today. I'm going to read my Bible today. I'm going to get right with God today. I'm going to tell my wife, I am sorry today. I'll tell my husband, I was wrong today. You never let the sun go down on your wrath. The Bible says, Hebrews, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. Does God speak to you in the church services? He speaks to me. Well, he doesn't really speak to me. I just, I don't really, I don't really need church that much. You're in trouble, friend. It's the time. It's the time. Today's the time. God says, give us this day our daily bread. It's immediate. I wonder today, what's the battle you need to deal with today? It's a battle of self. You've been hurt. You've been rejected. You've been wounded. You've been offended. Your pride is welled up. Is it self? Is it Satan? Because be sober, be vigilant, your adversary, the devil, how's a roaring lion walketh about seeking me to devour? Is your battle with the devil? Is your battle with the with self? Is your battle today with sin? Well, I've got to do this, I must do this, I know it's not right, but I am the sin, Hebrews 12, 1, that does so easily beset us. All of us have a sin that's easy to sin, according to, pardon me, to the Bible. I need to close for the sake of time, but I go to verse one. It came to pass, it always comes to pass. Your diet's gonna catch up with you. 
Your rudeness to your wife's going to catch up with you. Your rudeness to your husband's going to catch up to you. The neglect of your children's going to catch up with you and with me. Our neglect of God, it came to pass when the year had expired at the time, at the time when kings go forth to battle. David, first time he stays home, he always went to war, sent Joab and his servants with him, all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Reba. Read that last part, where he begin with the but David. Ready, begin. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. His decision was not, this is the time. His decision was no more battle. His decision is, I'm staying home. I'm not going to do this. You know, David was such a good, I, I, I don't measure up to David who he was. But it's a great illustration how a great, great man greater than me can fall. David, David didn't go out. He, he couldn't sleep. Well, I'll tell you one reason he couldn't sleep at night because he hadn't been working in the day. He was accustomed to going to battle. But he said, I'm staying home. I'm tired of it. You know, sometimes don't you just get tired of all the battle? I do. I, I just get tired of I'll not give that illustration. I just get tired. I'm thinking, when does it stop? I'm tired of it. And David did, did say, okay, I've got everybody out of here. I'm going to go ahead and sin. Couldn't sleep, just got walking. He saw a woman bathing herself, and she was beautiful, and he, he sent for her and took her. And then it, because he didn't deal with his sin, she's expecting a baby. And then he sent for her husband and put him in the hottest plight of the battle and made sure that they all withdrew and her own husband died. That baby that she gave birth to died seven days later. She gave birth to a second son. His name was Solomon. I believe Bathsheba. Don't trash Bathsheba to me. She did wrong. Yes, David did wrong. But Bathsheba became one of the greatest mothers in the world. She raised a Solomon who wrote us the book of Proverbs. A tremendous book. You know, people ought to have second chances. And again, I go back to how I started. When you will not allow a person to get restarted again, it's because you're still covering something in your own life. But I think I just go on the internet and just, I know some things they don't know. Yeah, we'll keep them at the throne of grace. God's not giving you the ministry of public, publishing it. And here he is, he messed up his life. There's never a day happens after this that he doesn't think of his sin because he said it's ever before me. I have things, you have things, we all have things that it just pops up, there it is. Why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did, it's part of all of our lives. And his decision was, I'm not gonna go to battle. You know how the devil will get you this year and get me? I'm just not gonna go to Sunday school. 
I'm tired. I'm not going to go Sunday morning. I'm tired. I'm not going to go Sunday night. I'm tired. I'm not going to tithe anymore. I've got to get myself set and put my house in order. <laughs> it's a great way to mess your home up. Being honest with God will never mess your life up. I tell you what, I'm tired of my marriage. I'm seeking a lawyer. I'm finding a lawyer. Got to get out of this marriage. It's unbelievable. I wish I could give the illustration. I've tried now two times to give you the illustration. I won't give it. It's not a sin, it's just people get so messed up and then how they want to hurt the work of God. It's time to battle something. Today I'm going to offer this invitation open to everyone in a moment we'll stand. And the pianist is going to play and if you're You've been battling salvation. Well, today's the day to get saved. You've been battling baptism. Well, today's the day to get baptized. You've been battling getting right with your mate. Well, today's the day to get at this altar. Well, people will know. Who cares what people know? We know we want, we're concerned with what God knows. Perhaps you need to gather your little family together and say, let's get this right. Let's deal with this. We'll have to go home and deal with it more, but let's get it dealt with. Perhaps there's something you haven't talked to your mother, your dad, or your siblings or something. There's a, there's a division. Well, get it right today. I wonder today in this great auditorium, would you be willing up in the balcony of the lower floor just to stand with me right now, please? All of us stand. And as you stand, would you bow your heads in prayer? Our Father, it's time to go to battle for our, our mates thank you for these good women. God, I thank you they pray for us. I thank you for these good men. I, I pray that every man would be praying for his wife, the mother of his children, the heavy load she carries. Help us to stop trying to change our mate, but God, help us to pray for our mate. Help us to pray about our finances and pray for our children and pray for those prodigal kids. Pray for our attitude. Pray for our job. Pray for our boss. Pray for the company. Our heads are bowed and these pastors are here. I'm going to plead with you. Let's use this altar today. Teenagers, will you use it today? It's battle time. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.